Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor, playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles Mack. Kenzie, and a very good day to you, Philip. How is everything going out in your fair city of Los Angeles? Uh, well, we haven't, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken of this before. Uh, sometimes you just uh, stop and look around and love and appreciate the world around you. Indeed. Uh, you know, as, as, as our listeners and you know, we had this uh, terrible spring uh, until about a week ago, uh, you know, the clouds and everything, but the, the weather is just staggering and I was walking the dog this morning and the, the sun was coming up and it was cool and crisp and clear and and the uh, the foliage right now is at its brightest green and I yes. just allowed myself you know, I think all of us need to sort of give ourselves permission to sometimes just stop and look mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. breathe in the air and uh, and 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 that's what I did this morning and makes me uh, you know, a word we talk about a lot, just grateful, grateful yes. not only to be alive, but grateful to have everything that uh, I have, which is, uh, which is uh, just uh, amazing. So yeah, I gave blessing. myself a second to appreciate all of that. Indeed, you've been a, a blessed man with blessing upon blessing, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing to savor it like that. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and I just again I just allowed myself to just stop and let it happen. <laughs> so now let's go back to San Francisco, where <laughs> I started from. <laughs> All right, take All us right, there, San Francisco. You know. It, 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 what gets me is the the mayor of San Francisco and and um, creepy Scott Weiner. They on on uh, on uh, 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 Twitter. They they're constantly talking how great the city is and they're coming back and everything is swell. Well, week after week, something worse happens. This is what a new report from the city and county of San Francisco, a grand jury. Mm -hmm obviously has been looking into this mm -hmm. and has found that one in four teachers, that's 25% in San Francisco, mm -hmm. are currently uncredentialed and not <laughs> qualified to teach. <laughs> and before... <laughs> No. You know, it's one of these things, if you don't laugh, you cry, only if you live in San Francisco, I guess. Um, and before the report came out, uh, the Unified, uh, San Francisco Unified had already been going through some turmoil following the release of documents, finding that a teacher last year had to be suspended for discriminating against white students. So this is, uh, this mm -hmm. is, this, this, this is just part of the... Um, what I would consider sort of a snowball, uh, you know, building, rolling downhill of what's going on with San Francisco. And naturally, the uh, the uh, teachers union in San Francisco downplayed this whole thing, saying, well, teacher turnover has been drastic for a decade. They don't pay us enough. Well, you know, 
Anybody who goes into teaching thinking they're going to start at 150k a year, you got to be nuts. So, yeah. so you know, they, they they come up with they they come up with their excuses. But um, but the grand jury report that found out one in four teachers was uncredentialed. Uh, they're they're even though that starting salary is pretty low, 54k a year. But but the more they looked into this and the more they talked right. to people, right. it's not just the fact that oh, it doesn't pay and all of this. It is part and parcel of people leaving San Francisco. Of course it is. Teachers are getting tired of of the city and the crime and the stores closing. And let's say a teacher is teaching, but their husband or wife or whoever, they want to leave and they leave. So it's part and parcel of this whole uh, sense of San Francisco going down the drain, and again, yes. as I said last week, I don't say this with with joy. Uh, uh, it be, because it is is such mm. a beautiful city, and and it it this is what bad leftist leadership gives you. It's as simple as that, and and, and um, you Philip, know, it's it's yeah. just as simple as that. Philip, you are so right, and I, I'm going to throw you a fastball right now that you. Uh, didn't know was coming, but I wanted. That would to be a curveball. Oh, that would be a curveball. Well, you Thank could you. throw a fastball if I'm expecting a curveball. But yeah, go ahead. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but you were expecting a fastball, maybe. I but mean, what I mean, there you what, go. exactly. But what I mean by that is, I I kind of lifted up this rock, this rock of the San Francisco Unified School District. Failing in this regards were 25% of them literally uh, are not certified. And I want to give you, from the San Francisco Unified School District, maybe a reason that they're failing in this area and failing in the rudiments of education. And here are some direct quotes from their website. SFUSD is proud to honor the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, two-spirit, intersex, queer, and questioning members of our community. This, by the way, these promotions, Philip, are all being done under the aegis of the LGBTQ Student Services, which is an integral part of the San Francisco United School District, and among other things, they provide a comprehensive LGBTQ family and gender diversity elementary teaching guide, consisting of lessons, activities, and resources for use in our K-5 schools. They continue on their website, Philip, saying pride is being celebrated in our schools by student groups like our Gender and Sexuality Alliance and our Q groups in our hallways with bulletin boards, with our door decorations, and in classrooms with read-alouds of books from the many queer, transgender, and intersex-affirming titles on our library shelves. And they continue to ask the community to stand in solidarity with SFUSD's mission to ensure that all of our students and staff feel safe and are seen at school and beyond. Now, Philip, I, I know you and I agree that our schools should be safe. But when we went to school, was it ever the school's mission or responsibility to ensure that we, quote, felt seen at school and beyond? No, 
It was to get a first-rate education, and it's no wonder that these kids, coupled with the fact that a quarter of their teachers aren't even certified, are falling behind so drastically, and math and reading, and with this indoctrination going on by parents, thousands, as you know, are leaving the public school system and leaving San Francisco. And by the way, Philip, I saved the coup de grace for you because this is right up, uh, shall we say, one of your one of your sensitive spots. And it's right again out of the USFD's elementary teaching guide, which recommends, doesn't recommend, states, respect students' individual choice to be out and be themselves at school and seek their permission of when and to whom staff can discuss their LGBTQ identity and, quote, recognize students' consent to sensitive LBGTQ or sexual health-related services without seeking permission from caregiver or parent if they are 12 years of age or older. In other words, oh, I just got to add. Philip, let me just add this one thing. It's a real zinger. So here you have these uncredentialed zealots affirming your child that and keeping the parents in the dark. And if that's not enough, under their exploring common terms to be used by the teachers and taught to the students, they defined, one of your favorite phrases, Philip, assigned sex at birth. They defined, did they define assigned sex at birth as, quote, a guess that grown-ups make to label bodies of babies when born. In other words, Philip, your parents were just guessing I guess. Well, not just, my pa- not just my parents, the doctor too. You yeah. know, somebody comes out and everybody flips a coin and goes, uh, I don't know, uh, he's got a penis. Uh, well, uh, maybe yeah. he's a boy. Let's just guess and call him a boy. So we will write a little note to ourselves and assign him the name Bud. You have to know that it's only temporary until he gets to be eight years old and wants to put on a dress, and then we'll know he's really a girl and has to be affirmed in that way. Do you see where I'm going with this? The absurdity in this, and as you were reading this, I, I started thinking, I started thinking there isn't one sentence in that dreck. There's not one sentence in that dreck that talks about educating children. No. Two and two equals gay. Four times five equals trans. You know, 10 yeah. divided by two equals gender affirm. What the hell are we talking about? And they wonder why teachers are leaving. I'll bet you a bunch of teachers leave because they look at this stuff and they say, I'm out of here. Exactly. What and- is this? And, and by the way, by the way, the assumption. So the assumption is that the San Francisco school system exists to groom yes. gay children. That's it. I didn't see, I didn't hear you read anything uh, that contradicts that. Well, uh, no, that's the, you're exactly correct. 
You've taken my fastball, Philip, and hit it right out of the park. I mean... Well, that's my wheelhouse, this nonsense, because you, as our listeners know, this, uh, this gets well, to but, me. But, but, but uh, you know, to me, I just thought, you know, they probably don't care. If the 25% of uncredentialed teachers buy into all of their definitions... Then they are successful, exactly. Then right. they are successful. That's right. That's because right. you know why? They're an ally. They're an ally to affirm and to make sure that that guess at your birth uh, was just a guess. This, and here's another thing, Dee Paul, and to our listeners. These people are supposed to be educated people who are qualified to teach. To teach what? Fairy tales? Fantasies? Fetishes? What yeah. in the hell are we talking about? No, no. It, and, the and, ideology is so deep in their bones that reality doesn't exist. If this is what the, uh, uh, the, 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 the core mission of the San, uh, San Francisco school system, and by the way, I'm sure there are some other school systems that have the same oh, nonsense too. All over the if country. That's the core, if, if that's there, well, then let the school system, let the school system go down to hell. They, they proudly boast that they are leading the nation and influencing all school districts across the country. Yes, so all the other yeah. school districts across the country, the parents and, every, and other teachers can say, bye, we're and gone. Of and of course, when you talk to Weingarten, it's all because of COVID. That's the reason our, yeah. our children are so far behind. And this, and, and, and you know, some people want to think, my wife, including, who is a brilliant educator and has been all of her life, when this stuff was coming out, she just, she almost, well, she, she would say to me, it's kind of a one-off, isn't it? And folks, it's not a one-off. Your children are being indoctrinated in thousands of schools around the nation. That's right. And, and they're not only being indoctrinated, but they're being indoctrinated with the school districts, giving the administrators, giving the counselors, giving the teachers permission to process your child's transition completely in the dark and keep you uninformed in the process. Because it's none of your business, parent. If that is not pernicious, I don't know what is. And yes, we frequently discuss it, but just going into the website today of the Unified uh, School District of San, the San Francisco Unified School District, and reading all of this. It's there, boastfully, black and white. It's, I just, ah, it's beyond the pale, my friend. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to do, Philip? I'm just going to uh, uh, move us right along, uh, 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 r- r- right into our, our main topic, which really is the new untouchables. By the way, some of these uh, administrators seem to be the new untouchables as, as well because of their own sanctimonious position on this, as if we don't want all children to be safe, as if we don't as if we want any transgender to be ridiculed or mocked or in any way uh, affronted. Of course we don't. 
But in the meantime, we're not to be throwing these uh, parties and this ideology down the throats of our young children. But anyway, the new untouchables, Philip, are Joe Biden and his son, his son Hunter Biden, who, as you know, got a slap on the wrist this week for tax evasion and a weapons charge. Nice, nice. And the, 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 the big thing, since we've even talked, Philip, of course, was the what WhatsApp that came out revealing the conversation of of Hunter shaking down. I mean, talk about a godfather routine, literally shaking down a Chinese business uh, entrepreneur, a company for millions of dollars with old pops, the big guy, dad right here at my side. And in the meantime, Donald Trump, of course, is indicted, arraigned on 37 counts, including the rarely used Espionage Act of 1917 and the new untouchables, the DOJ and the FBI, acting almost with impunity uh, in many cases against their political opponents, concerned parents, and acting as if the 74 million-plus Americans who voted for Donald Trump are by default traitors themselves because they continue to label obsessively, to brand Donald Trump with the word traitor. And in spite of this week's appearance of John Durham at the Senate Judiciary Committee again, underscoring his report exonerating Trump of any wrongdoing regarding such conspiracy theories, and in spite, by the way, of the lying protest of the now-censured Adam Schiff interrogating Durham, Durham suggested in that meeting that Hid should roll at the FBI, but no, 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 no. The new untouchables continue to keep their pathological fixation on Trump going full steam ahead, which, according, and I turn it over to you, Philip, Lee Smith describes in his article in tabletmag.com, this all might be a prelude to a renewed nightmare. Well, yeah, uh, in in Lee in uh, Lee, uh, um, Lee Smith's um, column, in uh, as 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 you said, one of the one of the the interesting things about Trump being charged is that he's not being charged having to do with, uh, you know, uh, um, documents, which is not even a crime. It's a it's a misdemeanor, and it's nothing. And every president, and then everybody has always had uh, documents they've taken or not, and it's it's nothing. It's nothing, but the charging. Trump Trump with the Espionage Act. Let me let me take a, a take a take us back. And I've I've talked about this recently before. This started with Barack Obama. Now charging Trump under the Espionage Act as a meaning, if it's espionage. By the way, this was started by Woodrow Wilson against political enemies in in the teens. It was it, it was it was the 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 Espionage Act was started by a Democrat against his political opponents. So this has a Democrat history to it. Uh, but uh, uh, charging Trump under the Espionage Act plays on a theme first developed by Obama when he ordered John Brennan, one of the biggest snakes ever, to produce an intelligence community assessment, an ICA, concerning Russian interference in the 2016 election, and published just before his term ended, 
after the election, the January 7, uh, 2017 report concluded, without evidence, of course, that Putin had sought to help Trump win the election. And uh, this came from the phony uh, Steele dossier. And, 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 and what they did, they, they, they anchored the, this collusion narrative into Robert Mueller's special counsel. And, and, uh, you know, and we were off to the races. So the Obama strategy actually worked. It, became, it, be, it crippled uh, uh, Trump's presidency. And, um, and, and uh, when he was running again. So, but what this comes down to, this Espionage Act, and you alluded to it if, it, if he's being charged under the Espionage Act, he must have been, since he was, it was Russian collusion, that Donald Trump, an American citizen who has made a fortune in America, in the capitalist system, no, that made him a foreign agent. Mm. And or, therefore, a traitor. So if you're a foreign agent and a traitor, that's why you get uh, uh, um, um, uh, uh, under the, you, you get indicted under the Espionage Act. Now, but let's take this a step further. As, as, as you alluded to, not, we're not talking the 60 million people who voted for him the first time. Then it became well over 70 the second time. But how about the people who don't vote? Who, it's at least 120 million people who believe in this country and believe in the, 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 the everyday go to work, pay your taxes, do, do, you know, do, do the right thing. But what they are, it went from you calling them and essentially uh, uh, making the people who were MAGA people, let's say, useful right. idiots, they extend it to mean if you support Donald Trump, you too are a traitor. Now think about this. This is Benedict Arnold stuff. Traitor. He betrayed U.S. secrets because he's working on behalf of a foreign power. That is the most ridiculous thing ever. Ever. And by the way, this is why the, the January 6th um, mess, it was just a mess, was immediately labeled to go along with traitor foreign agent they named it the left and the media named it an insurrection right right that is just part and parcel of the whole of the whole he is a traitor and the espionage act charges are crucial these are crucial to advancing the traitor narrative and obama tipped you off more than six years ago that trump wasn't really american mm -hmm. <laughs> donald trump born in queens worth 10 to 15 billion dollars built things in this country uh employed employed thousands of people and had the nerve i go back to this he had the nerve to want to run for president when he wasn't part of the approved media leftist club well and because of that you don't just vote him out of office you destroy him and 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 also smear all the people who believe in the America that Donald Trump believes in. Yeah, that's the game here. And uh, and by the way, Please. by the way, uh, um, uh, y you know what? Uh, um, the 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 major papers, uh, Washington Post, New York Times, ABC, NBC, they're starting in the last day and a half now to start to back off this full 
throated defense of Biden because the more this stuff comes out, like you said, that thing on uh, that, 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 that phone call where literally Hunter was shaking him down. If you don't pay for it and, and you, if you don't pay now and, and if I don't hear from you and I don't want to hear from somebody else, so I don't. And my and my father is sitting right next to me. I mean, this is this is Godfather stuff. They fit and, and but what's interesting is the main and you and I spoke about this privately yeah. the other day. I yeah. don't believe that uh, Joe Biden's uh, people are. He, he's not going to run. They will. They will take him out. The, the 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 forces that be will take him out. And this and the me- mainstream leftist media who are starting to back off their full throated defense. They're getting a little shaky too. This is a plan this is part and parcel of easing the old guy out <laughs> yeah i uh i i thought i wrote down somewhere and i'm i'm looking for it real quickly um literally the what's what's app what's app yes uh uh letter I mean, it. Let me just see something real quickly here. Uh, I could almost swear that I had uh, done it, but perhaps I hadn't. Anyway, just just reading it, um, you know, it 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 uh, it does. I mean, it's a complete, full, intimidating shakedown. And by the way, you know, we can discover. Um, you know, submersible uh, this uh, week and the tragic accident that took place uh, on board the Titan. We can find it. 12,000 feet in the deep blue sea. But apparently, no one has the appetite to take that WhatsApp phone call, trace it. We have We have the means. We can find out where that call emanated from. We can find out if it emanated from Biden's house, where Hunter lived for a long time, if it emanated indeed from the White House itself, where Hunter was a frequent visit, yes, even during all of the drug days and so forth. Because, of course, that is the—and God bless them, and God bless everybody who is wrestling with addiction. This is not the issue. But his attorney, Hunter's attorney, comes out, and his apologia basically on all of this was, well, of course Dad wasn't there. That's just the rantings of a mad drug addict. Can you imagine— by the way, yeah. they have uh, they have uh, a, a photo of Hunter in his father's Corvette uh, on the very yeah. day in Delaware that that phone call took place. Now, by the way, oh, I had no all idea. Of the, oh, really? Yes, all uh. of this, all of this stuff is true. The only thing the left and the mainstream media are doing—they're not coming up with anything to to debunk it, as they say. They're just denying it. They're just denying it. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. what did I see in the New York Times? Something, oh, just uh, the accusation, the, you know, the accusation. Whereas, 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 whereas when the, with, when the left makes an accusation to somebody, it's, it's all been proven true, you know, yeah. uh, you know, so, um, yeah. I, 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 I think and, and, and hope with all kinds of, um, 
uh, with hopefulness uh, that this is just the beginning and that's what's going to happen, that uh, yeah. Bi- Bi- Biden's going to be toast. They will never admit it, but they will just say, gee, Joe, 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 come here. It's, it's time to go home. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Believe me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, uh, I think, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, I just uh, where it where it of course is is headed is just uh, uh, really really something in that article by Lee uh, that you can find find in uh, tablet. Uh, mag.com it's entitled the war on trump is a war on millions by lee smith Um, he points out that um, that it strikes our political class uh, and he's talking about biden and company and the doj right now and the fbi and the democratic party as a good idea to renew hostilities between americans after more than 150 years of peace is further evidence that the current regime is pathological. Well, yeah. Not only are they pathological, let's go back. You know, the left loves to accuse everybody uh, everybody yeah. to the right of the far, far left as being, of course, white nationalists and racists. Yeah. Well, you know, Hunter Biden, uh, had a, a, um, he lied on a, a gun application and millions of dollars in, in tax fraud. Um, and he, and as, as you said earlier, he walks away with a slap on the wrist. Now, let's contrast this to the actor Wesley Snipes who had a really good career going for a long time. In 2008, he was sentenced. This is a black man. Yes. So, so you and I and the folks and the conservatives, we are the racists, right? Okay, well, let's look at this. He was sentenced to three years in prison and fined $5 million after being found guilty of willfully failing to pay uh, past tax returns. Okay, the Internal Revenue Service even rejected an offer f- by Mr. Snipes to compromise. Now, you're going to jail, pal. Mm. And also, a, a, a well-known rapper who goes professionally by the name of Ja Rule, his mm-hmm. name is Jeffrey Bruce Atkins Sr., he just received a 28-month prison sentence for failing to pay taxes on more than $3 million earned between 2004 and 2005. So these guys are all going to jail, yes, and and, yeah. and 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 the sentences were con- ran concurrently, and uh, and you know and but these people didn't lie on a uh, on 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 a on a weapons on a on a on a gun uh, uh, application, which and this is the very stuff that Joe Biden when when he his handlers tell him to talk about how we have to stiffen gun laws. Well, his son lied on one of those, and he ain't going. In a jail. So this is. Uh, I'm, I'm just coming back to your the theme of the untouchables. Who is yes. untouchable in this in this culture right now? Yeah. And that and that Donald Trump is 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 has been has been uh, has been vilified and indicted strictly for being Donald Trump. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 unbelievable. By the way, I I misspoke in a uh, podcast here. I don't know whether it was last week or the week before. I I was referencing how um, you know some people can uh, see Trump uh, in an orange suit and would be would be would be happy to see that. I I was disappointed uh, in that article by by Lee uh, to go ahead and. 
uh, read uh, at least a, a passing acquaintance of mine. I used to hang out with him uh, on occasion with our good friend Ron Silver, and I'm talking about the journalist Joe Klein, uh, who is quoted in the um, tabletmag.com article. Here's what I was hoping journalist Joe Klein wrote on his substack that Trump would be charged with espionage. Full stop. Yeah, Joe Klein's a snake, too. I remember meeting him one time. He's just a leftist snake. Fortunately, he's not in the public eye anymore. He just uh, he just writes something on Substack. I'm not putting Substack down because we're on Substack. But well, but but again, I mean that's that's this is e- e- even though the uh, indictment and the arraignment has you know uh, possession of uh, uh, secret documents and so forth. But the espionage charge is is uh, uh, the one that people like uh, Joe Klein was hoping for because you know this this can this can truly uh, put the man uh, behind bars. But anyway, I found out uh, I had quoted uh, Eugene V. Debs uh, about him saying that when he was behind jail, he still got 6,000 votes uh, running for president. Actually, he got 600,000 votes <laughs> when running for president behind bars. So, there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the good Lord only knows where all of this is going to end. But as Lee says... The tragedy of it may be, and now I quote, brother calling brother traitor may be the prelude to a renewed nightmare. Uh, Yeah, we've talked about this before. Uh, You you know, uh, and uh, in fact, I talked about it last week that you keep pushing, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and there's going to be fight back. And, uh, and it's like, like, you know, like I said last week, uh, to our listeners, they, 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 they want the conservative and and regular Americans to, to, to react to this so they can shut it down and then claim that they're all those people over a hundred million people are just traitors. You know, I'd like to move into, um, um, Something that you and I deal with because you and I are in the business. This is this is we haven't dealt with some showbiz stuff in a while. Yeah, but yeah. Um, let me let me bring Please. our listeners up to yeah. some of the things that's going on in our business that makes it more insane by the day. I don't know if our <laughs> listeners remember, but in the early days of film, even the early days of talkies, up through 1934, I believe. Oh, you would see in a film, um, you know, a woman in, say, in a negligee or something like that. And then all of a sudden, the, the, uh, the, um, the prim and proper crowd in this country uh, brought in uh, what they called the Hayes, Hayes. Code. The exactly. Hayes Code, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which, which clamped uh, all, any kind of, uh, I, I, I'll use the word, raciness or suggestivity. Uh, that's yeah. gone. You know, it, was the, it, it, it made it into a husband and wife uh, in, in their bedroom Sleeping in separate beds, that kind of thing, you know. Exactly, and, exactly. And, and that didn't bre- and that didn't break down till oh, like the mid to late sixties, when when it just sort of uh, it just sort of went away because of just changing times and mores. But I always remember, I always remember the left. The left always used to make fun of that, and these conservatives, these censors, they want to censor. They want to censor this and censor that. Well, the same left now is doing exactly the same thing. There is a channel that people get, uh, many people get on their cable thing. It's the Criterion Channel. 
and the Criterion Channel just took it upon themselves mm -hmm. in a screening of the French Connection, a wonderful film, great police oh, yeah. cop film, uh, anti-drug, great film, 1970-71. Um, they took it upon themselves to, without telling their uh, subscribers who pay for it, they just took a scene that they didn't like, that had a word that they didn't like, and they just, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a, a subtle edit. They just ripped it out. Mm -hmm. and, and, mm. and it took some people say, who were familiar with the film saying, wait a minute, what the hell happened to that scene? So this is the same people who would snigger at... Uh, the Hayes at, at, Code. At the, at the Hayes Code. Now they're, take, now they're taking their, uh, upon themselves the moral superiors that they are, of course. And, uh, and you know, by the way, a few years ago, Gone, gone with the Wind out of Nowhere, they didn't, um, they didn't uh, uh, edit it, but they put cards in front of the movies and, and, and telling the viewer that there's some sensitive and possibly, uh, and possibly yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, um, you know, content that that you might not like well thank you very much i'm a grown-up i can watch the damn movie any way i want right so, and, and so we, we can yeah and we can have a book you know uh, uh in the school library uh about uh pedophiles enjoying each other's relationships and because concerned parents want to get rid of that they come along and say you're anti-book in the meantime and classic, a terrorist and a, and a domestic terrorist exactly and in the meantime classic novels are being censored and not our classic films yes yes now yep. now, now we, we we're going now we're going into total insanity and i'm saying this as a member of the directors guild screen actors guild actors equity yep um the the um the new oscars qualifying rules this comes from the uh, i guess the the, uh, the 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 academy sure there there are new rules this is beyond unbelievable yeah uh, they have new rules that to, you can make any kind of film you want, but in their mind, uh, this is the Oscars, to qualify to even be nominated for an Oscar, meaning under their aegis. Yep. What you had, these are just three, uh, uh, um, the, the standards, the new standards they've come out with are unbelievable. I'll give you the first one, uh, just sort of a, a lead or significant supporting actors. At least, this is mandated, at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors has to be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, like some mm -hmm. people actually say that, uh, black, uh, African-American, indigenous, Native American, Alaska Native, Middle Eastern, North mm -hmm. African, Ho uh, Native Hawaiian, or other, mm -hmm. uh, unlike that, any other underrepresented race. Right. Then the general ensemble cast, this mm -hmm. is their demands. If you want a mm -hmm. film to be considered for an Oscar, mm -hmm. this is what you have to have. At least 30% of all actors in secondary and minor roles f are to be from at least two of the following underrepresented groups, women, mm -hmm. racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ, mm. and people mm. with cognitive or physical disabilities or who are deaf or hard mm. of hearing. So this gets, but now this is the, to me, the worst mm. one. Mm. Mm. As a writer, you're, you're not only a playwright, you're a screenwriter as, as I am. This is unbelievable. 
example. <laughs> the storyline, theme, or narrative of the film cannot be centered around a white man. Meaning what they're saying has, has to be centered on an underrepresented group. Meaning you can only write stories with women leads, racial or ethnic group leads, LGBTQ leads, or people with cognitive or physical disabilities. So, so essentially mm -hmm. they're saying that, uh, that uh, let's, let's look at um, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, he did the movie uh, Top Gun, Top Gun, whatever that actor, you can't make that movie anymore because it's a white guy in the lead. And there's a movie, in fact, coming out in July about uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, who was one of the uh, original um, people working on the Manhattan Project. There's a, another yes. film coming out, and, and the lead happens to be J. Robert Oppenheimer, uh, you know, a character playing that, who is a white man. You can't do that anymore. Well, you Think can, about that. Yeah, well, you can do it. You're just Think not... Think about you're, that. You're, this you're, is what the Academy is doing. Yeah, you're just not. Go ahead. Be, I'm sorry. You're not going to be eligible for an Oscar. That's all. You you can't. You cannot. You know, um, be recognized. So this is the anti-white Oscars, anti-white male Oscars. Yeah, yeah. that's what this well, is becoming. Well, and you know, it's 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 like uh, I go back full circle here, uh, Philip. It's 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 like the school system there in San Francisco. Uh, that is mandating, mandating what has to be done um, in relationship to uh, the teaching of the children uh, in trans ideology. And my whole point is, is that so now the academy is mandating, and just like you have thousands, tens of thousands of people leaving the public school systems, going to private schools, going to religious schools, doing home teaching, I think we are going to reach a point for all freedom-loving artists. And Philip, once you get past the bureaucracy, at heart, the vast majority of artists, if they're worth their salt, if they are who want they to create, want to create art. Yes, exactly. It, and they want to create it in freedom with no strings attached. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of a, a, a screenplay I wrote. I won't talk about it specifically, yeah, yeah. but no. but one 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 of the three one of the three major characters is a uh, I wrote as a is a black guy. Yeah, I came upon that because that in my mind. I saw that's the kind of character I wanted to have there. I didn't put it there because someone said, if you have three leads, yeah. and, 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 and it, you know, there are various, and, and certain women, various, whoever I decide in my, artistic, uh, in my artistic vision of what I do, that's my business, who I decide what kind of character, whether it's a lead or supporting or minor. That's up to me. It's not up to any academy or anybody to tell me that 30% of my cast has to be something or other. Yeah. This is repulsive to me as an artist. Well, it's it's bone crunch, uh, crunching literally to the very process to the very process, and you know uh, it, it it may be 
that just like parents are choosing alternative means of teaching, uh, that uh, the artistic community is going to have to come up with alternative, um, uh, you know, awards. They're going to have to come up with the, the, the Freedom Oscar Awards or the Freedom Awards. or uh, They may have to develop over time their own uh, uh, arena that can, that can recognize uh, uh, art for what it is and uh, accept, accept a broad range, in other words, being really inclusive, <laughs> of uh, artistic expression. And the artistic resistance. Yeah, well. Truly, truly. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's going to turn into a resistance to, to, to the, to the uh, yeah. uh, up until now revered uh, Oscars and the Motion Picture uh, Academy and nonsense like that. So yeah, anyway, yeah. us, well, being, listen, us speaking, being in the bit. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, please. no, no, yes, no, our being in the business indeed. And, and what you say is when it happens organically. Uh, that's when it's a, a beautiful thing because right. it's true and it's real and right. uh, there there's nothing uh, coerced about it. Um, well, listen, Philip, uh, speaking of pushback uh, and uh, the resistance, as you will, I'm going to, I'm just going to forego my, my uh, PS, etc. And let's close out this program uh, <laughs> with your hero, if you don't mind, uh, which is a collective one, but uh, it's, it's right in keeping with uh, a couple of the themes we've had uh, in this uh, podcast of uh, the new Untouchables. Yeah, it's quick as we're as we're ending Gay Gay Pride Month, which God forbid it turns into Gay Pride half a year and Gay Pride uh, decade. But uh, you know, um, a a, um, a a the city of Hamtramck, uh, Michigan, is a mostly Muslim uh, uh, community, and uh, just a, a, a few couple short years ago, the the left was praising the uh, the uh, uh, Hamtramck for having a a, 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 a majority Muslim city council and mayor mm-hmm. and all this and all this. They were great. All these people were great until the, the Muslim city council of Hamtramck, Michigan, banned the LGBT pride flag from city property, saying that's not what we're about. We are the flags we have. They have the. Uh, the state of Michigan flag, a couple of other flags, but no, not not the gay pride flag. Mm-hmm. They 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 banned it, and the left and and the uh, and the formerly uh, obsequious uh, leftists who thought it was so swell to have a Muslim uh, a majority city, all of a sudden lost their cookies over this because because the Muslims are a religious group, which goes back to what we talked about a week or so ago. In Glendale, California, when uh, Armenians and uh, everybody started fighting back against this, so the Muslims uh, uh, are you know, those are my heroes this week to say, yeah, gay <laughs> gay pride flag on city property. No, hmm. those are my heroes. The, the 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 folks in Hamtramck, Michigan. So that's my heroes. For yeah, the week. is is that a because uh, you know there's a huge Muslim population in Detroit. Is that is that uh... I wonder if that's a suburb there of I think uh, so. I think Detroit I, I, I area. I think so. Yeah, 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 I would think so. Well, indeed, and and this is why, you know, eventually uh, the people of uh, faith uh, 
who have a different worldview, who don't want their children to have to go to school and uh, 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 bow down to the LGBTQIA ad nauseum flag that is, uh, you know, uh, hung in the classrooms and uh, in the doorways, et cetera, et cetera, as yes. the San Francisco United School District is so proud of doing. Yes, we, we demand that you honor us. Yeah, we because, demand that you that you are as prideful of us as 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 yeah, we are. What? Yeah, and because you have millions of people who come from a world viewpoint that is different than that, and that's why I always say that this culture war has been forced upon yeah. people of goodwill who hold no ill will toward. The LGBTQIA community, no, but simply are trying to say enough is enough. We cannot live under the coercion of accepting what you want us to accept. What you demand for us to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it it is so true. Talk about totalitarianism. Well, of course, and to think that it's happening within, and it is, within the uh, artistic community across the board. It's happening in our museums. It's happening in the American theater. And now to see these uh, mandates happening uh, uh, under, under uh, you know, the, 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 the Oscars. It's just, um, well, this is the reason the pushback is important, folks, and this is the reason that uh, we unabashedly say, uh, yes, uh, quoting from the Bard himself, we are entering stage right. And there it is, the old school bell telling us right now, Philip, that it is time to wrap it up and to say to all of our listeners in way of a reminder that regardless of what is going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world of ours, we do live in a great country because it's a free country. And let's keep it that way. We've got so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for you, Philip, and I'm thankful for you, dear listener, And so till we meet again next week, this is D. Paul Thomas and Philip Charles McKenzie inviting to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right.